Welcome to the Effects Loop. I'm Diaz. <laughs> and I'm Chris. I'm Scott. And I'm Joe. And we're keeping you in the loop with the guitar community. Brought to you by Stringjoy. Sound better, play better. I love that. Just sound better and play better. Uh, go to stringjoy.com. Check out some strings. I got the new Broadway set, which is the is that the round core? Yep. Which is different from the hex core that they normally do. And I'm pretty sure they've got some great information on the website that'll explain that because I don't know. Scott, do you know? What that it's round versus hexagonal? Yeah, what's the shape? difference? What's the difference? So the hexagonal ones have ridges, which allowed the machines to wrap them easier. And to my knowledge, does anyone make a round core string that's not doing it literally by hand? I have no idea. I haven't researched that much. I hear Joe clicking away. Yep, I'm looking it up since there's this invention called Google, where you can Finger. just literally look anything up and super fast we, we've learned from experience i can't run pro tools and google at the same time or my computer crashes so uh, yeah. I, Probably I, not can't even do, idea. I can't do a lot of things in google at the same time uh, um it's not good all right uh <laughs> well we'll get back to that so check out stringjoy.com <laughs> um, there are minutes. a bunch of, of round core guitars dr makes them ghs makes them martin makes them and a bunch of other companies okay but, but those suck you yeah they suck you should get stringjoy yeah yeah stringjoy makes because you sound better and play better you play better you sound better that's right and then you, then you sound better and then you play better all right <laughs> Let's move on. All right, so you, you're hearing a weird new voice. This is Mr. Joseph O'Rourke from Like My Pedals. He's just he's joining us today. He's also from the Just Surprise Me podcast. Yeah, it's a podcast. It's about stuff and things. Yeah, random nonsense. It literally is. I was on uh was probably about a month or so ago, maybe a little bit longer. Um, but it was it was funny because we we're prepping for the episode and they're just like all right pick a topic just pick something to talk about yeah <laughs> well <laughs> I was, I was like, there's no guidelines for it. i mean it was well it started because will uh Leahy, one of the co-hosts was ordering a pedal from me it was a wells delay and i was like oh well how do you want it to look he's like i don't know just surprise me and i was like that's a great name for a podcast and then we spent about a year getting ready to start a podcast because we just never got around to it then we finally did and we were like what should this be about eh nothing just anything that randomly pops up i forgot what we talked about it was pretty random though yeah i don't remember either <laughs> um but yeah that's kind of what we do but it was, let's see it was episode number uh i have too many episodes here to look up 30, number 35 number 35. episode number 35 yeah so if you want to go back and listen you can check that out Yep, and um, Diaz is there for maybe a quarter of the show since his internet kept dropping out. My cat ate the Ethernet cable. How many times I have to tell you? It was it really happened. That was a real situation. <laughs> All right, 
we can move on to sure what's yeah. new. probably probably the more important reason why i'm on this show today though is oh, because yeah. i build guitar pedals also you do i because you ran a um we're just after black friday and you ran a black friday sale and i was like yeah i'm hitting you up for one of those and then i was like you know what you need you i think you said you're like i need to get on the podcast i was like you know let's mess with we'll talk about the pedal on the podcast because i think yeah. i've got an idea we were talking about one earlier and i really want to do that yeah i like that idea it's good can we can we say what it is yeah i mean it's up to you it's your it's, it's gonna be your pedal all right so i was like i just got um i guess we will tie this into my what's new and we'll kind of drift it in i just got a pelham blue sg and pelham blue is like one of my favorite colors mostly because of dave Grohl and uh, the dg335 and pelham blue but i was like man i want a pedal that's pelham blue and it's like a dave Grohl in a box which which is either like a cranked uh mesa or it's like kind of like an ac pushed by a rat and uh i was like can we do something like that and you're like yeah yeah and i was like we're gonna call it the dave growl (laughs) and then and then we're gonna put a picture of dave Grohl floating with otters because one of these things is not like the otters that's right and it's gonna be on a pelham blue pedal (laughs) it's gonna be beautiful i'm so excited about this it's It's, gonna be great is scott here where's scott i'm here oh my gosh you are so quiet surprised you don't have opinions about stuff and things yeah shaking our head oh my gosh what shaking my head for my love for dave Grohl? it's okay pelican or leon from pelican noise works he he likes them too i, I like dave Grohl. i just preferred him as a drummer he's a killer drummer too i mean he's he's i loved him on uh what was his songs for the deaf oh uh, yeah yeah he did a great job on that album but so well i guess we'll move into the what's new so i got that pelham blue sg i also got an alter ego x4 off of will lehu <laughs> and then i picked up a boss ve 500 which is a vocal effects because uh i like i like having fun with vocal effects it's really cool because it's got a lot of uh it's got a, a, quite a few effects in there uh your basic like phaser flanger distortion it's got a microphone set or it's got like a or like a bullhorn setting it's also got delays reverbs and it's got built-in harmony which is pretty cool and it actually runs off of you plug an instrument into it and whatever chords you play kind of bases the harmonies around that uh what else did i get i got a bunch of crap this week like it's been absolutely insane i got a squire base six i want one of those i got a i found a tech 21 marshall amp in a box i've got the liverpool picked one of those up for pretty cheap and then i'm borrowing the lollygagger effects how do you pronounce that scott you know how to say fancy words uh, the ta- yeah i think that's how you pronounce it canalia i'm borrowing that from will it's a that's a killer pedal i plugged it in and i got to play it and it actually sounds fantastic not actually like it, i expected it to sound worse but it sounds great we had a sean Wright on a past episode but we had a, a lot of i had a lot of fun with that pedal today i'm gonna have to fight giving it back to will and then i've been cyberbullying this guy so pretty much that's all that's been my week <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't i haven't really been cyberbullying this guy i have been like trolling him like crazy but we'll <laughs> i don't think we want to get too far into that well you've already announced it what are you doing <laughs> one of my, all right so there's this guy <laughs> i'll just tell you 
there's this because it's probably i'm waiting for it to trickle into our group <laughs> and i'm too much of a a jerk to like just kick him out or not approve him on just let him come in and mess with him some more so he's selling this pedal that's a there's a so the 68 pedals makes the king of clone which is a king oh, of yeah, tone copy which is a king of tone copy which it is what it is this guy's based out of it's either japan or china i can't remember i believe it's china and he makes these pedals he sells them on reverb and he's also been sourcing them out into sellers in america they sell for 150 a piece well this guy who i'm not going to name but at some point people will probably find out uh he's selling what's called the zone of clone which is literally it's it and i i've i've put it out there and i think people think i'm joking it is literally the same pedal as 68 pedals king of clone exact same pedal it same looks guy. it looks really crappy though like the but fonts that he picked are not good but it's a rehouse yeah. is that it's a rehouse that's, that's all it is oh, it's that's, a rehouse. <laughs> like it's a rehouse like i you know i i have i i have my feeling on on people doing clones of pedals I, it's it is what it is um i mean a lot of people just they that's what they do but also uh, some of these pedals have become so big they become their own category the king of tone is a category of pedal being made in the clone world just like a tube screamer just like a clone um and i don't think it's absolutely horrible for people to make these clones at least try to differentiate i mean you, you you nod at what it is if it's a tube screamer make the dang thing green whatever like it's you nod at it that that's what it is in your design but this is like oh yeah because i black mean pedal. The, the clone market for king of tones has not affected the demand for real king of tones Tw- 22 month wait right now yeah, yeah I, I i was something like that and even then it's you know and m- Mike Matt or not Mike Matthews, Mike uh analog man Mike Kira. he well I didn't want to say his last name and say it wrong. But he <laughs> he he realizes there's this demand for the pedal and a lot of people don't want to wait the twenty two months. And it's not like you can just go out and buy one at a market price or like a you know, his asking price, you've gotta pay four hundred and fifty bucks for it and or $500 for it if you don't want to wait. So I understand that there's a clone market, but d- at least like make it somewhat different. And the worst part about this guy is is that it's just a rehouse and he's charging a premium for a rehouse pretty much. He doesn't build any of his pedals. It's all made for him. He's just a slimy salesman. Gosh, who is this? Vertex? (laughs) That's and that's kind of where it is. And and charging more. And like you I mean who make pedals who don't have any original circuit. But it's like this guy's been so slimy salesman dishonest about it. Like people ask for the gut shots for like a week and most pedal builders I'm sure would show the gut shots. Joe, would you show the gut shots if someone asked for them? I don't care. I'd show anything. Uh, okay. Well, I'll be sending you some messages later. That's what I thought. Um, <laughs> um, but speaking of sending messages, I just sent you one. 
Yeah, you sent this. So is this your, like a king of tone? This is my purely by request. I don't actually like advertise that I make this at all. This is if someone asks me if I can make them a king of tone style pedal. What I do, I call it the Windsor Park, which is an obvious nod to the royal family of, of England. So like the king, the queen type stuff. And it has yeah. a crown, British flag on it. But um, unlike the original King of Tone, I actually take all of the internal controls, like the presence trim pots and the dip switches, and put them on the external of the pedal where you can actually use them. There you go. Well, that's cool. So, and that's the thing too. You're you're making a change. Yeah. Their whole, the whole thing on his description too was, <laughs> it's a part for part copy. Yeah, I mean, I, I, de I definitely probably don't use the same parts as Analog Man because I don't know what type of capacitors he uses. I don't know what type of resistor. I mean, I know the values, but it's probably different brands, different that. So, I mean, just at, at heart, you can never make a part-for-part -part clone of something because you're not sourcing the exact same parts that the original builder is sourcing. You know, yeah. values are values, but components come in different brands and different qualities. <laughs> well, and it's kind of like this thing, too, is um... – you know, a lot of people, he threw the Centura by, uh, what's that company? Who makes Seriotone. the Centura? Stereotone, yeah. Stereotone. So, like, that's, like, pretty much the same casing as the Cl the Clon Centaur. But my whole thing was on that, like, if you're going to get that close to a copy, that's an out-of-production model. Yeah, but... I well, mean, why, there's, the, there's the KTR. The like, just do something that doesn't look like the original pedal. If you're going to copy the yeah. circuit, that is what it is. Circuits can't be copyrighted. There's no, like... You know, it's looked upon badly, but it's nothing legally they can do about it. But don't yeah. make it look like the original pedal. Like, at least have some kind of creativity with it. I mean, I'm all... I understand you're, like, doing a... I think it's okay whenever it's a variant. It's like, okay, this is, like, my take on the King of Town. But it's it's just the like oh no this is like a, an exact copy and it's or like, or do it um what Leon does from Pelican Noise Works where he makes it look like a clone but it's not a clone whatsoever. Oh I love it. That's the I best. Love, I think we've all owned Pelotars on this show. I I wanted to buy. They just had a new one come out. We'll talk about the that a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. We got to move on. We're getting distracted. Um, <laughs> I'm I'm gonna stop uh bullying this guy online at some point. But no. he did. He did Never threaten. Thought. He at this point, I'm stuck into it just because of like principle. He threatened to smack me <laughs> <laughs> or slap me. No, that was the word slap me. He threatened to slap me. Who threatened? Uh, what because, threatened? If, it's, if it's Davey 504, you're in trouble, dude. Who slaps? Like, who, who have you never seen him on YouTube? The guy, the bass guy, slap the slap bass guy. Oh, yeah, that guy. No, oh, yeah, yeah, you better hope it's not him because he will slap the shit out of you. Oh, oh sorry can you curse in here yeah we don't no you're good we we kind of like have like a unwritten thing where it's like uh if it happens it happens yeah i'll try not to but i'm so used to being with rj and will and those guys don't ever oh stop. dude will will has the mouth of a sailor rj's worse oh, i rj wasn't on the episode that's why i sat in i yeah. remember that um yeah. and then there's scott scott's got a potty mouth not on there <laughs> um scott so what's new with you uh i got a lillian phaser from walrus yeah you said you really oh, liked that nice. yeah i i uh i have displaced the phaser i had on my board off and uh replaced it with that which is kind of sad because i was planning on just flipping this lillian because i got such a good deal on it but um yeah that is what it is 
I, it it looks great. It sounds great. I mean, I I was sitting there talking, thinking the other day. I'm like, man, I could do a whole board of walrus and just be okay. Yeah, walrus pedals are great. See, I I've I had like one bad experience with walrus, not as a company. I played a um, what's their compressor, the Deep Six. Yeah. Yeah. And it was just so noisy that it kind of like turned me off for walrus for a while. But I've, then I I've played... heard that, but I've also heard really nice examples of it too so yeah no like i've slow i slowly came back around to walrus because i played that jupiter fuzz that chris has and that's i loved that that was a great fuzz i had the descent forever that thing was awesome yeah that i had a descent at one point and that was really great and then i also played uh i had a julia which i think scott's owned like 17 julia's up i've owned three well, that's about seventeen. And uh, yeah, I <laughs> the Julia is my favorite course. Yeah, far. it was really, had a really cool sound. Um, Chris, you got anything new going on? Uh, I bought a hurdy gurdy this week. I saw. <laughs> Where were you? Uh, there's a thrift store right down the street from uh, my place, and. It just it showed up one day, and I was like, "Ooh, I know what this is." Uh, like, so I, you know, slept on it because it was a little bit on the higher price side for a thrift store. And then came back the next day, and somebody was like looking at it and doing some research. I was like, "Oh, you can resell these for like three to ten thousand dollars." And I just I stood there waiting to see if he was finally going to pick it up or and put it in his cart or whatever. So he walked away and i literally swept in as soon as he walked to the other side of the store put it in my basket and walked off <laughs> you're like here comes three to ten thousand dollars mm-hmm. but uh no I'm, I'm probably gonna definitely use it and you know get a uh little transducer inducer whichever whichever one it is uh pick up to put on it and hopefully do some funky stuff with it oh my gosh <laughs> a hurdy gurdy through the like through a bellwether or something. Yes. Yeah. I've been looking Do you at have like, a rainbow oops. machine yet. Ooh, no, I don't. <clears throat> that will be yeah. like the sound of nightmares. <laughs> There's yeah. a guy in Gear Talk that does really cool things with instruments through pedals. Or he does like he he's used like a tape player. He uses he's used one of the little um I can't remember what they're like they're metal pieces and you play them like with your thumbs. A thumb piano? That might be it. Yeah. He plays one of those through pedals and gets like real ambient craziness going on. I was looking into getting like a nickel harp the other day. Those things are so awesome. It's like that. Uh, It's kind of like a bowed string instrument, but when you play it with keys. Oh, it, it, it's got like a like that kind of like Irish kind of like bowed sound. But okay. when you look at it, it actually has like keyboard kind of keys like on it but it's this wood string instrument that you bow and when you oh, it's, it's it's fantastic i uh i was watching like a uh i got like on a big snarky puppy kick a couple weeks ago and i was watching some of their like family dinner performances where they had like guests in and there was a guy playing one and i was like what the hell is that thing and then like i did a shit ton of research and uh decided i have to get one but they're expensive i want a hammered dulcimer yes Ever since since that one guy played uh, uh, Everybody Wants to Rule the World. 
there's a there's another one of those like kind of progressive bands called house of waters and um it's like a drummer a bass player and a guy playing hammer dulcimer but they play like fusion jazz and it's amazing i think i feel like chris would be able to understand that a lot better now that he lives in colorado you like, this speaks to me on a spiritual level. No. Isn't, isn't it Dulcimer an Appalachian <laughs> so thing? No. Uh, Joe, have you gotten anything new lately? Uh, uh, I mean, I guess everything to you guys I have is new. But <laughs> yeah. You know, like, if I want something new, I just build it. Yeah, I, I mean, instrument-wise, I've, I've been actually been really happy with the amps and the guitars I have, and I build my own pedals most of the time. Uh, I, I just came out with a new version of my my clone with a K, um, but like mine, you know, deviates very far from the original, you know, clone type circuits. He's like, don't yell at me, Diaz. Well, it, it's still a Centaur Gold circuit at heart, but I I take the gain profile and split it into two two parts. There's the actual amount of gain and then the contour of the gain. Um, I also add an active, like a second foot switch to the pedal for a fat mode. Cause like, you know, clones are really kind of thin sounding. So you can kind of give it a little bit of like mid hump and, and girth to it. And then I also put like a three-way toggle switch on it that gives it like clipping, like the mythical original or like a more modern tight clipping, or just kind of like a loose fuzzier type clipping also. That sounds really cool. Uh, yeah, I call uh, well the originally I called them the special K, but the new one's called the K2, and it, it fits in a single size package too. So it's like a single sized pedal with with all that in it, with the two foot switches on it. Nice, which is better than a KTR, which is oversized. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, and mine's not nowhere near as expensive as it either. <laughs> and it's probably actually in stock. Uh, somewhat. I have two of them right now, but uh, I'm getting ready to make another batch. I, I got to stay on top of things. Like that's probably why I don't advertise is because I have, I build everything by hand one, one off. I don't like order anything pre-done. Everything comes in raw and I completely build it from scratch for every pedal. You know, you could just pay a guy in China to do it for you. I know, okay. but, but then some guy will be bullying me on Facebook. That. Yeah, that that will happen. Um, I I got a new truck. It's not a gear, but well, that's pretty cool. It's yeah. I think new trucks are great. It holds I'm gear. For, I'm waiting for Scott to buy a truck. I want to see Scott. Do they sell trucks in Chicago area? Yeah, they sell trucks in Chicago. Yeah. I mean, okay. If okay. you go outside of the city, it's nothing but farmland. I don't I don't believe that. I think everywhere is gang. It's true. And and the Blues Brothers. That's it. Look forward to you coming in June. Uh, Diaz. Oh, that's no, right. Whatever you do, don't take Will to Chicago because that's like uh, his spot. Yeah, he was in town. Uh, he asked for some recommendations for me when he was in town. Yeah, on the podcast, all he does is brag about, oh, I went to Chicago with my wife. Oh, I'm big time. Oh, my gosh. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Then it gets a little awkward. Because um, you start telling inappropriate stories? Yeah. Well, I'm not really telling the story, but you get the inflection of what his stories are. And it's yeah. not something you want to hear about. Oh man! All right, so we've got we're gonna move on to some gear news. We had some cool stuff because, especially with Black Friday going on, there was some couple, couple things announced. And uh, yeah, I was surprised how many folks announced stuff like right before Black Friday sales. Yeah, the Zone of Tone came out um, (laughs) (laughs) right before Black Friday. 
And it was a great sale because if you order from him on Facebook, it's $250. But if you buy from him on Reverb, it's $350. He's charging $350 for a clone? <laughs> on Reverb, Apparently. but it's $250 on Facebook and his website, which is his name, Realty.com or something like that. Well, you know, with the new Reverb fees and taxes, you got to make up for it somehow. Yeah. Oh, yes, the infamous Reverb taxes. Which I haven't yeah. seen yet on my end, but uh, for some reason, a lot of other people keep getting them. It depends what state you're in. I mean, yeah, as, I live in Chicago, so like we've been getting them for a while. Well, yeah, but that's because it's they're based out of your state. <laughs> well, no, it has more to do with Illinois laws. Like, yeah, I live in the lawless land of Florida, where anything yeah. goes. Dude, I I miss Florida so much. Sometimes you can buy bath was... salts in Tennessee if you really want. <laughs> No, listen, I'm from the meth capital. Pasco County is like the meth capital. Yeah, it's, Pasco's pretty bad. It's, it's almost <laughs> as bad as Polk County. Oh, dude, Polk County is like... <laughs> all right, so Pasco County is like meth in a trailer. Polk County is like crack cocaine and gold chains. Yeah. Like like, like white white guys wearing crayons. And, um, cocaine they and hide their stash in alligators. Oh, my God. <laughs> gosh all right so funny story about florida just how lawless it is down there sheriff grady is the was is slash was i can't remember the the polk county sheriff well there was a gentleman who killed a sheriff deputy and was on the run well they found this guy and when they did the autopsy i think there's like 80 something bullet holes in him and when they when they asked why he was shot 80 something times he said because we ran out of bullets. <laughs> I have heard that story before. That's a true story. You can find the audio. I think you can find the video of him saying it. And although I don't live there currently, I am born and raised in Dade County, which is uh, Miami. Miami. Which I'm peop- I tell people I'm from Dade City, and they're like, oh, Miami. I'm like, no. Dade County is little Cuba Dade City is Little Mexico. Actually, I think there's stories. a bigger Cuban population in Miami than there is in Cuba. Yeah. That's Probably. not a joke. I think that that's no. <laughs> no, I agree. Uh, yeah, because everyone just everyone comes and hangs out there. They get off and they're like, oh, well, this is really nice. Yeah. So it's like Cuba part two. Chicago has almost as many Polish people as Warsaw. <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah, I've, I've been like watching this YouTube channel called Geography Now. Oh my god, it's addictive. But um, they talk about each country like it's an A to Z playlist of like the countries, and they break down everything about them. And there's a lot of countries like that where there's more of their people living in other countries than those countries because the original country is so small. Yeah. The oh my gosh. So speaking of watching things, I was watching. I'm on Netflix, and they've got this show called the uh, what was it? The Devil Next Door. It's about this guy who was a um, – he went on trial in the 80s for being like a war criminal. Or it might have been before the 80s. might have been like the 70s. He was like a Nazi war criminal. His name was Ivan the Terrible. Oh, I saw previews for that. Is it good? It's. It, um, I'm, I'm sucked into it. Jess isn't like into it that much, but I'm a huge documentary guy, and especially World War II. I've always had a fascination with World War II because my family is actually from Germany. Like My dad was born in uh, Wurzburg and they immigrated in 58 or 59 so i was uh my sister and i 
we're the first generation of our family born in America on my dad's side. I mean, Diaz is a traditional German name, so. All right, my grandfather was Spaniard, <laughs> but he was he wasn't really around. My family was raised with German culture, so no, my grandmother was German. My oma. But so right, Black well, Friday a... deals uh, and my, new yeah. releases of pedals. Uh, so Pelican Noiseworks did a Germanium Pelotar version two in collaboration with Spruce Effects. Yeah, I think it looks sick. I, it's all white. I it's looked hard beautiful. at it. If I didn't have the pink Pelotar, I would have gotten it. I was so the I was arguing. I, I have the silver one, and so mm-hmm. this was really tempting because I like the silver one, and this has has the the Pelotar the side is the silver one, mm-hmm. which is you know there's only. 10 of in the world or 11 if you include i believe i think the cold duke edition one is a silver circuit but the pink one's silver circuit too oh is it mm-hmm. okay so yeah i uh i looked hard at it but ultimately uh behaved myself yeah i got sucked into a few black friday things but not too much did you uh get a mystery stocking I did. Yeah, I got I got two of them, even though it's one per customer. All right. So what are you? I actually, mean, I got one, and my wife got one. From the video that I'm sure you watched the whole thing through, what are you actually hoping that you got? It's something besides this strap and picks and strings. <laughs> I don't. Well, I mean, care. that's I, what we're obviously all going to get. But what do you hope you got? I uh, honestly just grab it and whatever's in it. I often give away a lot of it. To like yeah. other guitar players at my church or something like that. I'm like, here, have a capo or whatever's in the in the thing. So. I didn't see a whole lot what that was on the list of like something I'd actually want. Like I, I just I really didn't look at the list. I just knew I was buying the mystery stocking. And Did I also used it. have a list because I was I was looking for that earlier. Well, it has a list, it has a list of the people who gave, and you can oh, yeah. guess. You can kind of guess because it's usually like a flagship item. I was watching the video. Is like everything in the video like going to be things you're giving away? Yeah. Okay. Because if that's the case, I have my fingers crossed for that Universal Audio Aux amp top box. Oh, yeah, I oh, saw that. that. So bad. I want something that if I ever, if like I ever wanted to resell, I could get some killer money for it. Yeah. I just want one of those because then I can actually crank my amp up and get the right yeah. tone out of it without it like being like my wife instantly coming in and yelling at me. Yeah. I just want one. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that... No, but I usually use the, uh, I usually will like give a little, like you, Scott said, I give the stuff away. I actually use it for like my son because he plays bass. I'm, anything bass, I'm like, well, that's going in your stocking. I'm, I'm using this stuff his stocking too. Nice. Yeah, um, I've been trying to get my kids into playing guitar. I got like a, a Fender Duo Sonic, like a Made in Mexico one with the three quarter scale neck. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. Yeah, I was trying to get them, but they don't seem to have any interest yet. Uh, How old's the oldest? uh she's 15 but she'll be 16 in february take her to see alanis morissette when she goes on tour next year and it'll change everything forever uh i don't know if i want that that influence specifically dude i'm gonna go see i don't care where she's at i'm gonna go to an alanis morissette show next year okay what you don't like alanis morissette i mean i did at one point in time i'm more excited for the rage against the machine with uh zach de la rocha reunion no, that's that's like amazing too, but nothing like Jagged Little Pill is an amazing album from start to finish. Yeah, but is is it actually Flea going to be there playing bass? 
I don't know. Because he was he was the bass player on and you ought to know. I didn't know that, and I should apparently I should ought to know. Yeah, you ought to know. I didn't know fully played bass on that. Yeah. Um, it's weird because like I got into this thing where I was trying to like look up who played what on like every song. Uh and it started out with Christopher Cross, of all people. Because I'm oh sitting here listening gosh. to like Christopher Cross songs, and I'm like, God, this guy's an amazing guitar player. Cause like all the guitar solos on the album, like it's just fantastic. Then I realized it's Steve Lukather playing guitar. And then I'm like, oh, oh my gosh. More sense. I'm like, of course, of course it sounds amazing. Yeah, I'm like, oh, that makes more sense. And uh the funny part was everyone knows that Eddie Van Halen played on Thriller, but Steve Lukather yeah. also played on Thriller with him. Yeah, he played the like every I mean Eddie, Eddie Van Halen only he only yeah. played the solo. Everything else is Steve. It's Steve, yeah. Yeah, and I, like and he he was one of the best session musicians. Uh, oh, did you know Dave Navarro played guitar on You Ought to Know as well? Yeah, and uh, he also was the guitar player for Red Hot Chili Peppers on my favorite album, One Hot Minute. That's your really? That's yeah. not How, often the most the favorite album for a lot of folks. Not often the most favorite guitar player on an album ever. Yeah, I don't know. I just something about that album it hit me at the right time that I just like that album more than all the other ones. I like John Frusciante's way too much. I like him too, but the Dave Navarro parts, like an aeroplane and stuff, is is ridiculous. Mm. But um, I forgot what I was saying before that. Oh, uh, Steve Lukather. If you want to watch something really funny, uh, they do an Ernie Ball Guitar Center session, and it's uh, Steve Lukather, Steve Morse, and then Sterling Ball, and uh, they're playing uh, Little Wing, and. Mm-hmm. Uh, Steve Lukather lets Steve Morse kind of go first on the on the song, like playing his solo, and like he's just sitting there the whole time, like just waiting and waiting, kind of like yeah, giving him like that's awesome, man. And then he comes in, and Steve Morse just kind of like throws the guitar and gets pissed off and walks off because uh, really destroys it. He doesn't oh, really walk off the stage, but you can see in his face like, why'd you have to show me up? Like, oh, really- did he do? Did he do like the like the over dramatic like? on stage oh, yeah. like oh you're he's so like great dancing, I had to put like, my guitar down. like making love to the guitar while he's looking straight into steve morse's eyes oh my god it's the best thing ever i'm gonna have to look that up all right so you want to know what else is the best thing ever the big ear shake did you see this oh, i did see that i'm trying okay. to figure out how it works okay so it it the out it runs an output and it runs out you just like run it into your amp or into pedals or whatever and it's a shaker no, but I'm trying to figure out how the actual like technology inside of it works. I don't know. I want to buy one. Cause uh, my my best guess, if I had, and this is purely only a guess, would be that it's got either like a, like a reverb tank in it type deal, like a small Probably. single reverb tank, or it's got like a uh, like some kind of piezo system inside of it that like when you shake it, it kind of just gets that. Cause I don't know how else it would pick up like a a physical movement. Well, I could have yeah. a transducer in there. That's true. I guess you could. You also go with that, but that's too. That seems like way too simple for me. Uh, I want something crazy. <laughs> I, I want one of these because it would be really fun. Um, like if you've got a looper, uh, kind of sweet. Like like especially like if like one of the like if you're an acoustic player that yeah. does like a lot of the looping stuff, you could add a lot more to your kind of percussive feel. Like if you're doing the uh, playing percussively on your acoustic guitar and running the looper, and then you could. 
I don't know, run this as another channel, like a, have a two into one and run this and you could turn this on and do a shake and add it to the loop. That'd be pretty cool. I think it's really cool. The best thing is, is it's like $69. Yeah. I just want to hear it going into the Miku already. <laughs> oh my gosh. Scott, do you still have a Miku or do you sell yours? I sold mine. Yeah, you, you hopped in and you were just like, yeah, I know I'm going to make money on this. Like Brian Gower, I, I'll send him once a week. Can you play this pedal into a Miku? Because yeah, I know he has one. <laughs> oh, my uh, gosh. <laughs> uh, he's probably getting tired of me asking him that over and over. All right. Scott, tell us about this next thing because you found this and I hadn't seen it until you posted it. The Old Blood Noise Endeavors Minim Reverb Delay and Reverse. Yeah, so this is like the next evolution of the river. Uh, same form factor, a lot of the same similar algorithms, but it's it's a new reverb algorithm uh, to do some of the the same stuff. I mean, I I don't know if I believe this one was also a collaboration with Datacore Air um, Sounds again to come up with the idea. Uh, the classic. Or, well, not classic. It's it's a very unique sound. Uh, I, I I as someone for me, like I have a reverber on my system, and I'm I was really tempted to pick one of these up and see kind of an A to B. How does this provide a different type of voice in that similar kind of ambient washy scenario? Hmm. Yeah, I watched a couple demos of it. It it's got a really good tone to it. Yeah, I mean it. It's quieter. Uh, that I mean, that's the biggest complaint with the river is that uh, it's kind of a noisy circuit. Um, not so much circuit, but just it's kind of a lo-fi algorithm. Yeah. So it winds up being a little on the noisy side, and so folks have been really complaining about that. Like that's that's the biggest complaint you see about it on like forums and stuff like that. So um, it's cool to see, you know, the next iteration coming out like this. And them kind of taking a, an out there idea and then saying, uh, let's, let's, you know, let's throw a different spin on it. Yeah. I'm, I, I'd, I'd like to play one in person. Cause there's a lot of reverbs that I hear that in demos sound great. And then when you actually get your hands on one, it's, it's a lot of times it's just, it's too much. And like, it's not able to be controlled. Like when you're, you know, you set the setting just like you see in the demo, but then you play and it sounds nothing like what you saw in the demo. There's like a lot of overkill. The magic of post-production. Yeah. Now well, they I'll now also say wet dry makes a big difference when you're dealing yeah. with reverb. Um, well, and if uh, there there's a guy on Gear Talk today that said that we just need to turn the reverb off. No, because it's making us lazy as players. Mm -mm. It is. Cool... I mean, less Mel Bay. Or, yeah, sorry, I mean, eBay, I can literally eBay. build a house by hitting a nail with my fist, but I have a tool for that called a hammer. Why would I? Why would I do something stupid like that? Like it's so much. If you have the correct, uh, you know, tools, use them. Don't don't use them as a crutch. Don't use them incorrectly. But if you have the tool, use it correctly, and it sounds good. I've been I've been playing with my RV five. I got one, and uh, and I've you know I've really become a person who really just doesn't play with a whole lot of reverb like different settings i've got one setting pretty much that i use and it's uh it's not real dark i think that's a big problem with some of the people with some reverbs and what people hear a lot of people want to get that real dark tone on their reverb 
and that's whenever it just kind of muddies up the, the yeah. entire mix. I use uh, two reverbs, but I only use really one setting. I use my amp's actual, I, I run a deluxe reverb. I have an original 65, and I use this, the spring tank on that for, like, light settings. But the only other reverb I ever use is the Mr. Black Supermoon. Yeah, that's a great that's a one. one. If they I want just the Supermoon Mini. I want the um the one they came out with the um the dual one the uh Wolfman they just came out with for Halloween the what the hell was it called Supermoon Eclipse or something I did not catch that one It basically gives you a preset what I normally do is I just leave a little space on my pedal board next to it open on the right hand side that way I can I can just roll up or down the like the decay on it so if I want a short reverb I just push my foot up and roll the knob down and then I'll slide my foot back and roll the knob up when I want it longer. Sounds like you need a wingman. Yeah, I don't like the way they look. Don't worry, don't we'll like have that. three of them when we get our mystery stockings. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have like oh my gosh. six that I'll never use. <laughs> uh, you know what? I saw a, a picture of Mike uh, Einziger's, however you pronounce his last name, uh, his pedal board. If you don't know who that is, that's for, he's from Incubus. He's the amazing guitar player in that band. And he actually uses a wingman on quite a few pedals. Yeah, I mean, they're cool and they're useful. I just don't like the way they look. <laughs> um, well. I do have a new thing I just thought about because I was looking over. Um, forever, I've always used the, uh, the the what are they called? The, the picks that are Dunlop makes that are clear yellow with the rhino on them. Altex. Yeah. And for some reason, they stopped selling them everywhere. I can get them online probably, but they don't sell them in the store anymore. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. I, every guitar center I have, they don't have them anymore. They just don't carry them. Hmm. But they started carrying a new uh, white Tortex called the Flex. Mm. I've yeah. been over those. I've played those. I played those. Those are great. Yeah, I like them now. But I, I usually use the 1.14 uh, Altex, and I just can't find them anywhere anymore. But uh, these these white Flexes are good. So they're stupid expensive, but have you tried the Prime Tone ones yet? Uh, I haven't. Those I are have. like all text, but better. Okay. Um, who is it? Prime Tone, the company that makes them? No, it's Dunlop still. Oh, it's Dunlop. Yep. Okay. Yeah, they just cost, you know, two to three times more, and you only get uh, like three per pack, but they sound like, I, I money, like them a lot. You know, I'm, I'll invest in quality stuff. I don't, I don't like, I'll, if something's good, I'll buy it <laughs> as long as it's actually good. Well, ever since I put an Altoids tin on my pedal board, I like don't lose picks anymore. So I'll buy a, I bought like a 12 pack of them and that was two years ago. Nice. 12 yeah, pack I... of Altoids? Yep. 12 pack of Altoids. Your just... breath smells delicious. Yeah. Right now, after all the cheese I just ate for dinner. Mm. <laughs> I love how he's, all the cheese I ate for dinner. Like Scott just sits around. He's got a bar of cheese in his hair. He's like, all right, dinner time. Just hey, I will do that. I, I, I will eat just straight butter too. Butter. What? No, that's good. not okay. Over the cursing, it's so good. That's not okay. It is delicious. I will literally take a square of butter and just pop it on. No, candy. I'm just gonna take a stab in the dark here. Uh, are you a portly guy? <laughs> I'm sorry. Two fifty. Okay. Oh, At what height? Uh, three foot one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! No, I'm, I'm just <laughs> Oh my gosh! <laughs> I'm just gonna take a very it. active job, so I, I think that helps me not just blow up even bigger. Just said fucking portly. <laughs> uh, 
I'm dying. All right, we need to move on. All right, so let's talk about this next thing. Uh, so Jackson Audio Works or Jackson Audio came out with a couple new pedals. The first one being the one called Amp Mode. So the Amp Mode is a $149 MOSFET boost uh, or MOSFET transistor boost. And it's the same circuit found in their prism pedal which is apparently everyone's favorite mode so now for 150 dollars you can get one third of the prism pedal yeah, how much is the prism? yeah i was just about to ask that probably i'd say the prism is like maybe 300 250 i do not understand. i thought it was more than that get this kind of money for pedals that have like seven components <laughs> It boots up. That's what's so great. I need to figure out the secret because uh, if I can get that kind of money for like a literally like a ten component pedal, like that's ridiculous. You've got to get Nigel from uh, Hillsong to yeah. talk about it. Yeah, you got to build up that hype, man. The uh, the only pedals I think Plus, that are priced like, super expensive that are worth it are the Spaceman effects, just because they're so awesome. Okay, what you need to do is. Uh, I, there's this guy in China. I know a guy who knows him, <laughs> and he'll build the pedals for you, and put whatever you want on the case, and you can charge more than what they're worth. Does it actually work though? Do people actually buy them? I don't know. Some asshole will just follow you around on every post that you make and post the link to the cheaper product. <laughs> That's all I've been doing to this guy. <laughs> like every post I find is just like, here, buy this one. It's a hundred dollars cheaper doing the lord's work listen i I about put but i didn't want to he he at one point he quit he said i need to go to church more or something like that i don't know but i I about got snippy with him and uh shoot what was i about to say my train of thought just derailed (sighs) that happens someone help me out i'm really tired so yeah the the amp mode is the best uh or the most popular setting from the prism and uh an interesting size enclosure too it's not quite a mini pedal it's not quite a full-size pedal you guys been noticing that what size is it isn't it the uh the same as like the mxr smaller pedals oh shoot sorry i have my sound turned on still <laughs> <What>? <laughs> I, I forgot I had my sound turned on because i was watching some demos earlier and well, in the same vein, they also released the Blossom, which is. I guess um, it's. Go ahead. Oh no, I was just looking at a picture of it. I guess it is slightly smaller. Yeah, it's an interesting size. I would That's say. what she said. <laughs> it looks like a fifteen ninety G size, but like with rounded edges. Top jacks. Uh, no MIDI control. Which I guess you don't need since you don't have different settings like you do on the bigger versions. But interesting, wouldn't you say? I think the price is interesting. I feel like if they would have put it at 125, it still would have been a little bit up there. But I think it would have been like in the price range where they could have gotten uh, some more people to own a Jackson Audio product and then possibly build up to one of their bigger price, their larger priced products. I mean, what do I Jackson know? Audio products are, oof, they're up there. They're, they're expensive. They're I awful mean, proud of their shit. The, hey, if they can get it, I guess go for it. I mean, the what is the you know it's uh, 
it's worth what someone's willing to pay for it. Yeah, it's like that. Um, what's that pedal? The the 1981 thing that the rat basically that everyone pays a ton of money for. 250 bucks for the uh, 1981 inventions drv drv that's what it's called yeah it's that is a fantastic pedal i I got to play one and i can understand the price i mean i can understand why people will pay it it's a great sounding pedal but uh, you know that that's a weird brand too because they they started already having a following with it being matt from yeah guy's super cool and like i listened to him on another podcast where they were interviewing him and i got nothing for love for him but love for him but i just thought like who pays 250 dollars for a rat so I've got. I, one. <laughs> I just got. It, I, it's, it's more than a rat. It's different. It's a. It's, it's got more headroom. It's a very. It's a different feel. Yeah, I. I really like. If I was to put the DRV next to like my woodcutter, it's two different beasts altogether. Yep, that's what I. Those are the two pedals I compared, and. Uh, but did you compare it to an actual rat? Uh no. That's what I want. That's what. That's the comparison I want to see. I don't know. I haven't seen the two side by side, but that's the one I want to see. Well, woodcutter yeah, is a rat. The woodcutter is the closest pedal I think that is a rat clone. That's closest to a rat, in my opinion. Well, it's 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 a rat it's, that is made by the best guy. That's where yeah, the woodcutter name came from. Figure is great. Yeah, I mean, and especially just Grant has such a fine-tuned ear i mean just some of the stuff that he he hears and like you talk to him and he's like he he hears something and you're like no i don't i don't hear that he's like no it's there and then if you listen just hard enough you're like holy crap this dude was right yeah looking at the uh, schematic for the drv it looks like it's got different op amps than a rat it doesn't have a 308 um and it's got 072s but it's also got a charge pump in it which i'm guessing is where the headroom comes into play yeah I mean, it's a rat. It's rat based. Yeah, it, but... it does. It does have an because I mean I'm, I know the rat circuit inside now, and it's it's pretty different. Um, at it, you know, just in the circuitry itself. Yeah, yeah I mean, it, that... it covers a similar territory. It just goes about it a different way. Yeah, exactly. I, I mean, I mean, and like you know, it's, it's what it's worth what people are willing to pay, and if, uh, well, it, it's got a buffer in it also which a rat wouldn't have the regular rat doesn't have a buffer so it's buffered bypass and then it's also got a different op amp and the clipping's even different the regular rat would have 4148s this has 914s yeah totally i know exactly what you're talking about <laughs> sorry I, I i always assume that everybody like speaks like uh circuitry I'm just it's glad probably, when someone yeah. else like out nerds me on a podcast. That's that just makes me feel good. Tell us like we're five. Yeah, I I speak in Tall House Cookies. If you yeah. really want to get out nerded, <laughs> let's talk about a Star Trek or a Song of Ice and Fire. How about we don't talk about Star Trek because it sucks. I'm not even gonna justify that with us. No, wait, hold on. Do you want me to make you really mad? I, I can. I bet you I can say something that'll make you really mad. It's not even that bad. Okay, so I did get sucked into a Star Trek one time, and it was one of the new movies, and that's it. But after a while, I got sick of it. I will tell you my only problem because I I take the new movies for what they are. They're a complete standalone from the regular universe, so I don't intermix the two. They're just something completely different. But the one thing that made me mad about it. Mm-hmm. 
the one thing that pissed me off more than anything was the very first one that came out and they start out with Chris Hemsworth and they keep calling him a uh, um my mind just went blank there whatever the damn uh captain kirk they keep calling him kirk and then i realize he's george kirk and then then he dies and i'm like i don't get to have even hemsworth for this whole movie and that was was my favorite part yeah i i I like the the one thing i hate i like that was my favorite part of the whole movie what that he died yeah (laughs) anyways uh i I won't die die derail yeah derail derail i won't derail y'all anymore wide receiver the did we already talk so did we talk about all the new stuff scott yeah i'm laying back in my chair and i'm not looking at the script right now so uh i'm trying to think we didn't actually come up with the topic yeah we did Uh, did we what was the topic like my pedals oh Oh, yeah yeah, that's right yeah let's talk all right Hold yeah. on. Before we move to like my pals, there is one new thing I'm super interested in. What's that? That I'm actually probably going to get, but I'm going to wait till they come out with a BFR version. And that's that new Ernie oh. Ball Mar- Mariposa. Yeah. I think we talked about that before. Did they, you? That, yeah. That, but that was a killer. Whose signature is that? It's a uh, Rodriguez. Mars Volta guy. Yeah, Mars Volta and at the drive in. Um, yeah. The guitar just, I mean, aside from the fact that it's his and I always liked him as a guitar player and it's Ernie Ball, which is like my favorite guitar company. It just looks awesome. Well, let's just talk about all the Ernie Ball guitars and how each one is so great. I, I'm telling you, Ernie Ball is like the best company. I like Ernie. You know what? One thing that I really like about Ernie Ball guitars is the neck. Uh, so comfortable. Yeah. And I've never, I've never so had, I've, I've had a lot of them and I've never had a bad one or played a bad one. They've all been great. I want the, uh, I want the, a Luke really bad. There was a Luke, uh, BFR near me one time I tried to get and it just didn't happen. Yeah. My, my number one guitar is a Valentine BFR. It's the ivory and gold one, which I'll never get rid of. I absolutely love that guitar. I'm surprised how popular the Valentine has been because like I James Valentine's always been someone I think guitar players respect, but no one goes like, oh, that's my favorite guitar player. Well, if you have um, I watched the uh, the whole like Ernie Ball video they did with him, the hour long documentary. Mm-hmm. And before he be, was in Maroon 5, he was in like a like a fusion rock jazz band. And he's mm-hmm. an insanely good guitar player. Oh, no. Uh, one of my favorite things ever was uh, they did the Friday the 13th uh, concert uh, that was after it was pretty much like the next thing they released after songs about Jane, which it was just a live concert. They did all the songs about Jane, the entire album pretty much live. And it was awesome because they also came out with a DVD version and it had a little cool documentary and you got to see some really cool stuff. And I was a big Maroon 5 fan back when Songs About Jane, before they released the second album and just started doing like poppy synthy stuff. Yeah. And the, back because Songs About Jane was a fantastic album. It was. Oh, yeah. I mean, it just, it had some fun riffs. It had some great kind of ballad songs. It was, it had a lot of really cool guitar stuff going on. And it feels like that just kind of died down with Maroon 5. Like, they still got the cool guitar parts every once in a while. But um, let's see. 
What's that? What's that? Doom, 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 That song. I, if if you know what I'm talking about. I don't. Take a chance by Abba. Is that one? Take a chance on. Yeah. This song. Take a chance. No, just just full transparency. I did not get this guitar because it was the James Valentine signature model. I got it because it looked amazing. Um. With That's the white, one thing. The white and gold, and um, that was the reason I got it originally. But then once I started playing it, I fell in love with it because it combines two fantastic guitars. And that's kind of how he designed it. Because once I watched the documentary, I understood where it got its shape from and got its its pickup configuration and everything. He wanted a Telecaster, but he also wanted an ES335. So he literally laid the shape of the two guitars over each other and drew around it and then pulled the contours and curves he wanted based on those two guitar shapes put together. Mm-hmm. And that's why it has the humbucker size single coil on the bridge to get the Telecaster twang. But the neck pickup is a splittable um, humbucker, but it's, it's kind of PAF Gibson type based. Um, so it has that kind of Gibson sound. But the secret to the guitar that's the, the best thing of all is when you, it's you know, it's, you can coil tap the neck, the neck pickup, but if you push the volume knob in, it gives you a 20 decibel boost. Yeah, the, that's, that's a really lot. Cool. Well, it's really good if you put it ahead of a drive pedal because it doesn't boost the volume, then it boosts the intensity of the drive. Yeah, but like a 20 dB drive, if 20 dB boost is like what most boost pedals do full bore. Yeah. Oh, it's, so it's, it's a lot. When you push that thing in, it is insane. If your amp's running clean and you don't have any drives ahead of it or anything to kind of basically absorb the boost, your volume level will just shoot through the roof. But I mean, if you're playing like a lighter drive, like a blues breaker or like a something, if you run a tube screamer and you run it more like volume instead of drive, mm-hmm. when you hit that boost in, it just makes the pedal just kick it to another notch as far as the gain goes. Is it a flat boost in that or is it is it contoured? Um, I have to relook that up. I don't know. If, uh, I mean, from my head, I would think it's, it's flat, but uh, just by listening to it, but I don't know for 100% for sure. And I don't want to tell the wrong thing on your show on my show i'll misquote facts all day long but in your show i want to try to get as much right as possible yeah we're very professional here so i appreciate yeah. that I, I am the guy that's known as i don't fact check i just kind of randomly blurt stuff out hey that's my job here you're trying to <laughs> um i'm so, by steve Rowe. or right, Rowe. So, steve Rowe. So, so joe why don't you tell us how you got the name for like my pedals it's a really stupid immature thing um that's why I love it so much. My my username for every single thing since I was a kid was the like my, and it came from a game that we used to play with our friends when we were kids, uh, that would skateboard and kind of just get into trouble all the time and be generally a holes to each other. Uh, instead of saying thank you to somebody when they did something for you, we'd say like my. So like if I was like, hey man, grab me a soda, and he brought it to me, I would say like my because like my he brought me a soda. <laughs> so my name everyone thinks that it's like like my pedals like oh please like my pedals and you're like no like or or they're just they're like my pedals but they're your pedals you know but now it's, it's actually from a stupid little thing we used to play kids where it's like you know um like if i'm driving down the road and like the light's red and then all of a sudden it turns green i'm like like my that light turned green because it's like my you know <laughs> the word starts with the b 
I, I was just going for the awkward silence there. Yeah, it's it's pretty stupid. Um, and I never actually thought when I started building pedals that it would ever become anything more than just me making pedals for myself and maybe a couple friends. So once the name stuck, it was kind of too late to change it. And I just let people kind of figure out what they want to figure out with it. Like it can be whatever you want it to be. So when was the beginning or sorry, the first like my pedals? Uh, I think it was maybe 2013 2012 wow. i've been doing it for a while now it's been like six years maybe um i just i got i was playing and i was spending money on pedals like no one's business and doing the trading like everyone does you know you know the stuff that everyone who has pedals does you buy a bunch of pedals you trade a bunch of pedals you spend a bunch oh. of money you never no, no no you never get any value back out of what you put into it it's just kind of like floating and then like maybe paying you know, maybe you're not really out a lot of money, but you're out just shipping costs here and there. Um, so I was like, I got one that was like, it was someone had made a clone or something. And I opened it up just to look at the inside. And I was like, Oh, I can definitely do this. This is not that bad. And, um, then I just started randomly Googling how to build pedals and found a bunch of like online resources and like forums uh, and I just kind of taught myself how to do it by trial and error. I'd start randomly ordering parts that I thought might be what I was looking at and uh, built some stuff that didn't work at first. Uh, and then over time, I kind of like, you know, just invested more and more into equipment and better parts and spent time watching videos, reading books, uh, talking to people and learned more about how, you know, pedals work versus just how to paint by numbers, build them. Now, uh, I mean, this is what was sort of the lay of the land at that point, because this is still way early in it. Yeah. Maybe about, this is within like the first year. Um, and then I had started uh, just posting like up like, hey, I built this today, like kind of saying like, you know, I'm proud of myself. Uh, and everyone like who builds pedals is like, yeah, good job. That's what I did like 20 years ago. <laughs> but, you know, you built it. So you're like, haha, look what I built. Even though people who really do this look at you like, eh, here's another one of these guys with his zone of tone. Uh, <laughs> so uh, I uh, just had posted it up there and a few random people started like saying, hey, man, uh, can you build me something? I was like, I guess I was like, just pay me for parts and I'll build it and send it to you. And then um, I had built this one pedal I because I and I'm in construction in my day job. But I have a bunch of these like little drill bit boxes laying around and I built like a dual overdrive into like a DeWalt drill bits box. Nice. Yeah, that's on your I think that's like your banner for your yes, my banner. And um I had posted that in one of the groups and I instantly got like seven hundred followers. And I was like, Holy crap. And then people were messaging me, Can you build me this? Can you build me this? Can you I'm like, uh, I guess this is a thing now. Uh and I started taking orders and then you know, uh I started doing these sales where i'd just say hey pick a couple circuits pick a you know enclosure color you want and um this and that and then i'd build the pedals but at that point i didn't have any any like experience at all with like graphic design so i just basically hand wrote everything on the pedals and um i'd build each circuit board by hand out of strip board uh I, I had no idea how to create pcbs or design pcbs or anything and i didn't just want to buy kits and put them together so i basically figured out how to transcribe things to strip board uh from schematics and uh i did that for a long time so all my original pedals are all hand built on strip board uh, oh. then within like the last 
couple of years, about maybe about two or three years ago, I figured out how to do graphics and like how I can apply them to the pedal and not make it crappy. Cause I didn't want to half ass it. I didn't want to like have a design on there, but then it look, you know, the, it falls off or it just doesn't look good. So I saved up some money, invested in a decent laser printer and uh, figured out how to use the water slide decal and then found like a clear coat that if I put the clear coat on top of the decal, it would harden rock hard and, you know, look professional. Well, you're doing a lot. You're, the graphics you do are totally different than what a lot of people are doing. Um, and yeah, there's everything's custom one-off too. Like, I mean, unless it's one of my limited runs, almost everything else is a custom one-off design. People tell me what they want and I make it exactly how they want it. Yeah, that's, I mean, because that's like we were talking about doing the Pelham Blue, the Dave Growl. And it was, it's just cool because it's like one of those things where I'm just like, hey, let's, can we do this? And you're just like, yes, like that's, that's awesome. And it's just, it's really neat. And, but you've also got like pedals that you do that have uh, similar designs. Like you, you have the Wells and you have kind of a, a few, you have a few different designs that you've been doing on that. And yes, because yeah. uh, I've got a Wells. I, mean, I love that thing. That's well, so once cool. I learned how to actually do PCB design, which I taught myself about a year and a half ago, everything I've taught myself to, like, I've never, like, I've never had any formal training in this. I've never really, you know, sat down with somebody who showed me how to do it. I guess kind of like learned it all from like Google searching stuff and then trial and error. Um, so I don't even know if I'm doing half of this right. I'm sure there's a much easier and efficient way to do this, but I haven't, you know, learned that because I'm just doing it the way i learned my how to do it myself uh, can we can we clip this audio and then just pretend that joe's talking about being a 13 year old boy in sex because that <laughs> that answer would have gone exactly the exactly. same way. yeah it's pretty much the same. i just i use google search and i'm not really sure what i'm doing but it seems kind of <laughs> right and it's like sorry that's all i could think about the whole time you we were talking i was just like this would be great the other way that's pretty good um, all right, we're, yeah. I'm gonna have to cut that off and do I figured, that. I figured out the PCBs and I and I and I start manufacturing them, but I, you get ten at a time in a batch. So what I would do is I I'd make have ten PCBs manufactured, you know, and manufacturing just is actually them printing the boards. I still you know hand fill out all the components and hand solder everything. My boxes come in as raw aluminum, just non-drilled. I drill them all. Uh, I do all the layout myself. I do everything in house. I paint them myself there's there's nothing I, I i source out i just do everything by hand i use all top shelf components now i i figured out what's like the best components i can buy and i just buy those i don't even worry about the price it's i want it to be something that lasts there's my dogs barking again yeah tell uh han and uh, leia to shut up it's kyle invader shut up same thing <laughs> um so you're doing all that and uh this is a side job too like you got a, another job you i don't even sleep. think of it as a job i think of it as something i actually enjoy doing because if it was a job i wouldn't want to do it yeah that's true i understand like technically it, it's kind of a job but i don't like have it as my source of like my my like actual main source of income my my work work pays for that so this is all money that if we want to go on vacations or do something with the family or if i want to invest it in gear or new like equipment to keep building um i use it for that but you know my my main job just pays for all the bills all right guys buy some like my pedals so he can get another ball family reserve yep you're you're actually looking at selling a prs weren't you 
Yeah, I don't really play my PRS much. I, I just picked it up because I got such a good deal on it. And then I found out later that it was actually a private stock. I, the guy who I sold it to me didn't know that. Uh, he didn't know a lot of things. And then I called, <laughs> I called PRS because there were like, there was like, it wasn't, it wasn't, he had messed with the wiring because it's the Paizo model. And mm-hmm. he, had, he had done something to it. I don't know what he did to it, but it wasn't working. So he sold it to me at a deal. And I called PRS to kind of get an original wiring schematic and gave him the serial number and everything. And they're like, oh yeah, that's a private stock, 10 top. I'm like, what? I'm like, okay, nice. Now, man, you're gonna have to message me how much you paid for it. Cause now I'm just curious. Oh, what would you guess? Um, the way you're talking, two thousand. <laughs> oh my gosh! I paid fourteen hundred for it. Jesus, Whoa. take the wheel. Yeah, that that's ridiculous. Did they send you the wiring schematic so you could fix it? Yeah, they sent it to me, and then I just rewired it. And now it all works perfectly. Oh my gosh! So you're you you spent fourteen hundred dollars in like an hour of work, and you. Dude, I think you had the best dentist ever. I, I don't like playing it, is because like I feel like I'm gonna mess it up, and like I'm gonna devalue it a lot. Well, how, much, how much? Valentine's how much value do you think is? How, how much do you think it's worth? Uh, I mean, I know I can probably get three to thirty five hundred easy out of it. I can probably get more. I feel like I feel like thirty five hundred would be would be like I need quick cash. Yeah, as right. I get that easy out of it, but I, I mean, yeah. if I sat it, I could probably get four, maybe forty five hundred if I really waited. Trade it for an American Eagle one or whatever it's called. Um, oh, you'd be even more mad if you found out how much I got my Stingray HH five for my 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 Ernie Ball base. Those aren't that popular bucks. right now, are they? I mean, like, uh, I feel like you saw Stingrays everywhere in the nineties, and like they're too expensive. There's just not as many people use them. But I got the um, I got the rare one. It's, it's the Pace Car Blue with the gold hardware. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the five string with the two humbuckers, the five way. I mean, and it's absolutely mint condition. Um, I got it for for eleven hundred. Nice. Wow. My, my son wants a Three hundred used. Yeah, I just saw it on Reverb, and like I didn't even like stop. I just buy, <laughs> buy now. <laughs> I think he had it for twelve hundred. I offered him eleven hundred, but guy took it like right away. I've been I've been lowballing people on Reverb. I've been trying to get a the Tech Twenty One Blonde, which is like the Fender amp yeah. in a box, and because I've got the Vox, I've got the Marshall now. I just want the Fender one, and there's uh, an orange one, but I don't. Care the Blonde is the uh, the Tweed, right? Yeah. There's another one that's I think it's like the it's like the Tech Twenty One American or something American Sound or is that the Mesa? That's Joyo is the Americans. Oh, the American Steel is the Mesa. Yeah, there's there's another one though that's like the the black face fender like the the sixty five. I don't think so. The Tech Twenty One makes it's Diaz. It's interesting that you sell a Kemper and then you start going on a Sans amp journey. Yeah, um, you no. have you have the Tech Twenty One power engine. No, I don't. I think it's pretty sweet. Uh, no, I so the whole thing. I was thinking about that today too. Um, the reason why I do enjoy that is because with a Kemper, I didn't change amps a lot within a set, mm-hmm. and so I figured I can kind of change out the pedal if I wanted to, or maybe mount both on the pedal board. And I just have to carry a pedal board. I don't have to carry the toaster or anything. I can just wire it up. Uh, I just always run the same amp, and it sounds amazing, and I just don't worry about changing it. 
I'm 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 I've been running running direct a lot lately, and I've actually rather enjoyed it. Just the sim- kind of the simplicity of it, and the fact that I can play it any volume I want. Really, I think as a pedal builder, that I just want to have an actual amp. Yeah, well, you can have your amp and Star Trek and sit in a corner. I don't care. <laughs> oh my gosh! The, okay, the leads. I think the leads is the blackface fender one. Is there a? I never. There, it's such a kind of an obscure thing now, because it's the character series, is what it's called. Yeah, I'm pretty sure the one that's called Leeds is the is the Fender Blackface type tone. I didn't know that. Hold on, I'm gonna have to look it up. Well, Joe, it's been fun having you on here. It's uh, go check out like my pedals. I know you you do a lot of your business to your Facebook, right? Yeah, I mean that's pretty much the only place that and, and oh, Instagram. But I don't really like the message system on Instagram. It's nowhere near as nice as Facebook's. Um, but yeah, I, I I don't know why I just never ventured out any other paths. It just kind of been. I want to have that hands on feel where I talk to each person individually. I hate you know the whole big thing where people just randomly go through a blank page and order something and never have any interaction. I want to get to know each person that I'm building for and kind of, you know, build something special just for them. Well, you know what I want. Oh yeah. The text Guys, one, children's it? listen to this uh, podcast. So, <laughs> oh, oh my gosh. we're just speaking Florida to each other. Dude. What are doing? Three party two. Dude, hurricane parties are the bomb. Yeah. Love love me. I miss hurricane parties so much. Being down in Florida for the wedding was really cool. Not, you know what I miss about Florida? That my family always thinks weird. Moss. We don't have moss up here. Really? Yeah. And like and like you don't realize that you I just I miss the look of it. Like I don't know. I don't it's miss weird, the weird thing. Ch- chigger bugs that get inside of it and then bite the crap out of you. The little red I bite. know that's right. Yeah. No, screw uh just the worst was sand spurs everywhere too. Oh god. And sand fleas and every other oh. bug that lives in Florida. You know what my family makes fun of me for? I hate I absolutely hate frogs and toads because in down in Florida we used to walk around barefoot like all the time. It just it's uh, a bufo will mess you up. Have you ever stepped on one? The big, I'm talking about the big, big bufo one that's like the size oh, yeah. of a frisbee. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's terrible. Yeah. It's the and, it, and then just stepping on a toad is the worst feeling ever because it's just nasty. It's <laughs> slimy and it's squish. And it's like, oh. Oh, oh, no, stop. <laughs> stop. All right. Well, Joe, uh, thanks for being on with us. Guys, go check out Like My Pedals. Um, he makes a lot of cool stuff. His Instagram is just so cool to look through because you've got so many different designs you're checking out. Uh, go follow him on there. And then, uh, let's see. Uh, check out Just Surprise Me. It's a real fun podcast that's absolutely hilarious to listen to because half the time they just are fighting with each other and it's great. Oh yeah, that, that's the best part about it is we do not care about like telling each other we're wrong, like that's. Uh, and then we want the people uh, also who listen to join in and telling us that we're wrong. Yeah, because Star Trek sucks. Yeah. Welcome to Thunderdome. All right, guys. Well, for the effects loop, I'm Diaz. I'm Chris. I'm Scott. And uh, for myself, I'm Joe. And we'll see you next time, guys. Bye. <laughs>
Bye.
What the fuck was that? Oh, don't worry. I'm going to be muting when I'm not talking. Oh my god, was the was the treat that good? <laughs> it sounded like a really loud moan. <laughs> um, remember where I'm in, where I am now? <laughs> oh, they got the good stuff. Mm-hmm. Damn it, I'm moving. <laughs> All right.